1: Super Bowl 58 is just over a week away. The San Francisco 49ers are favored, according to ESPN, bet by two points against the Kansas City Chiefs. Sucker bet. Hey, soccer bet. Well, we're about to find out. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. That's Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. At Zazlow show, that's how you find him. At Amber W Sports, that's how you find me. Instead of taking betting advice from Jonathan Zaslow, oh. I would recommend you take it from Anita Marks. Anita, kind enough to join us. ESPN sports betting analyst. And Anita, what are your thoughts on the Niners being two-point favorites right now?
2: <laughs> My producers hate when I say this. Um, but I, like, I just, I feel this so, so strongly, like the wrong team is favored. What is going on here? Um, has anybody been watching the postseason? The 49ers should have lost to the green Bay Packers. The 49ers should have lost to the lions. Uh, they didn't, uh, you want to put it on Dan Campbell. Okay. Um, you know, and, and that's a fair argument to make, but I just, this is a Kansas city chief team that was, Mediocre to average in the regular season, but has turned it on and have taken it to a new level in the postseason. And that's was a 49ers team that was rock solid and excellent during the regular season, but has fallen off by the wayside in the postseason. So for me, the wrong team is favored here. Give me Kansas city in the point.
3: I'm totally with you, Anita. So after, championship sunday before the super bowl line came out if i had asked you i called you up Anita. i had your number if i had asked (laughs) you what is the line going to be your guess would have been what
2: i i still would think the 49ers um and and i and i i think that listen Oddsmakers are the smartest people in the room. I'm not, you know, I went to University of South Florida in Tampa, University of Sun and Fun, where we didn't have a class on Friday. And we actually had a pool at my dorm, so we never had classes between noon and three because we were too busy getting sun. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I am smarter than oddsmakers. Um, and my dogs obviously agree with that because I'm not. But... Um, you know, I, like, I get it. I understand. I under I understand why, um, you know, the line is what it is. I, I get it. And because this is a 49ers team, again, all season long, uh, they were a juggernaut. And you look at all the talent they have on the offensive side of the ball. This is why, again, Brock Purdy has been excellent this season because of all the weapons that he's working with. But, you know, it's a long season. We know that. It starts in September, and here we are, you know, heading into February, and there's an ebb and flow to a season, and teams change. And what we've seen here with the Kansas City team who, you know, Travis Kelsey was a shell of himself all season long, and then all of a sudden in the postseason we see the Travis Kelsey of old. Like, wow! Like, what? It's just we're seeing that that Kansas City team – that we've seen in years past, not the Kansas city team that we saw in the regular season. So I understand why the 49ers are favored. I just don't agree with it.
1: Travis Kelsey load management. He was saving himself for a postseason. None of us realized it. Anita Marks (laughs) joining us here on Amber and Ian Zaslo filling in for Ian tonight. So Anita, according to ESPN bet, the over under is set at 47 and a half. How do you feel about that one?
2: I don't have a really good feeling uh, about this total. Um, You know, 70% of the Kansas City Chiefs games, uh, the under hit. And a big reason why is because the second quarter of Kansas City games uh, were few and far between points scored on both ends. Kansas City and that offense sputtered in the second half and didn't score points. And let's be honest, let's give credit where credit's due. Their defense really uh, is is what got them um, here to the to the postseason. That's for sure. Um, the San Francisco 49ers offense hasn't looked great. It just hasn't. Uh, they should have annihilated the Green Bay Packers in that secondary. They should have annihilated the Detroit Lions in that secondary. And they did not. So, uh, you know, I, I don't – you know, what what type of – Uh, 49ers offense are we going to see come in against now an an excellent Kansas City defense I I just I don't I'm staying away from the total I'm not playing it I have I have more conviction that I I absolutely feel the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl
3: Anita when you look at the MVP odds do you feel a certain kind of way of any about any of them so far
2: you know, it's funny. We talked about this on bet today, and um, and Tyler threw out, Tyler Fulgham, he, he threw out the notion, you know, because Travis Kelsey, 11 targets, 11 receptions, over 100 yards, and, of course, a touchdown. And so he threw out the notion, if, if, if Travis Kelsey puts up those type of numbers against the 49ers, can he win the MVP? I, just, I feel like, you know, with the last 24 Super Bowls, 15 of the MVPs were quarterbacks. And, you know, let's go back to Tom Brady, right? Let's go back to Tom Brady. Tom Brady with that Bucs team, the, the year that he won the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Bucs, they won because of the defense. Let's be honest. Holding the Kansas City Chiefs to nine points, but he won the MVP. Yep, Tom Brady did. Uh, what about What about when Tom Brady was with the Patriots and they went up against the Seattle Seahawks? And the Seahawks should have handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. If they would have Seahawks would have won that game. But what happened? Uh, The defense intercepted the ball on the one yard line, but who got the MVP Tom Brady. (laughs) So I I just like each and every year, I feel like, Oh, the offensive line as a whole deserves the MVP. The defense as a whole deserves the MVP. The second like, like I'm always like arguing, but it always ends up being the quarterback. So you know, and, and I'm sure if if the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win, I'm sure it's going to be because of Patrick Mahomes and, you know, his dad bod pulling off the magic that we've seen him <laughs> do uh, time and time again. So um, I'm I'm going with Patrick Mahomes that you can get at plus 125 right now.
1: Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think it's – I have it at plus 130 on ESPN Bet in front of me. Brock Purdy, plus 225. Christian McCaffrey, plus 450. Travis Kelsey, Ooh plus 1,400 uh, of you want to really uh, get crazy. Anita Marks joining us. Anita, are you betting on whether Travis Kelsey is going to propose to Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl? Absolutely not.
2: Because here's (laughs) the thing. Well, what's no? Like minus
3: 80,000? Minus a billion.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, guys. How cheese? How cheesy? No way! Like the whole, like the whole thing has been a joke to begin with, right? Like, like every, like you know, the football fanatics are like, you know, why, why she? Even my mother, who's a huge NFL fan, is like, the girlfriend has to stay home. Well, first of all, my mom loves. Wait, wait, my mom loves Patrick Mahomes. Like, has a huge crush. Loves Patrick Mahomes, and so. You know, during the regular season, Kansas City's struggling. She thinks it's because Taylor Swift is so she's. My mom's like, the girlfriend has to stay home. <laughs> That's her. Patrick Mahomes is losing because Taylor Swift is at the games. The girlfriend has to stay home. Like the whole this whole season is is been about you know fans embracing her. Swifties now watching football because of her. It's just insane. Like enough after the Super Bowl go away you know go go to go you know go to bally like you know if you're going to propose to her do it somewhere romantic don't <laughs> do it at the super bowl it shouldn't be total cheese
3: all right so just just to 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 be sure proposing to a, a woman <laughs> at a sporting event not the most romantic scenario i could put you on that list them. right
1: particularly if you are them
2: yeah I, like not, like you know not for me but but exactly right like not for them not yeah, for not like for them. no do something do something like incredibly romantic i i just i don't i don't find that to be romantic you know do something private
1: i don't I, oh, no, I, I don't know, I don't know I, Anita. So- she's She's Taylor Swift. Like she has everything in the world. She has access to everything in the world. So you gotta switch it up. You gotta take – you have to blow her mind and take her to McDonald's or something for for a Big Mac. That she will not be expecting for a
2: proposal. Here's another thing. they haven't even been dating a year.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, but you could see they're perfect. Why are we for trying
2: to marry that? Like like we're jumping to we're jumping to the conclusion that he's gonna propose at the yeah. Super Bowl. Like, is he gonna propose at all? Like they haven't even been together for a year. When like, you know, me, you know. Like, I don't know about you guys. Like, I need like my cutoff is like I think after three years of dating someone is when you know, like okay, this this person has potential to be like you know my person for the rest of my life, or all right, it's been fun, but let's be honest, this isn't going anywhere. Like, but you need a good at least like three years to really like Anita. make a, a wise decision they haven't even been together longer than a year what are we talking about here took me eight years to marry
1: my husband Anita Marks ESPN <laughs> sports <laughs> betting analyst thanks, yeah, but Anita. that's
3: because that's because he didn't propose to you in the stands with the team mascot next to oh, you what happened yeah, quicker no, that would have done oh it
1: that would have done it goodness thanks Anita coming up next <laughs> Here oh on Amber God. and Ian with Saslow filling in for Ian tonight. Will the New York Knicks end up as the number two seed in the East? That's next here on ESPN radio.
0: We all know breakfast is an important
3: part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
4: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Jalen Brunson is a player who normally goes out of his way to make sure that nobody really knows what he's thinking or feeling. He's normally really even keel. But it all came to a head on Thursday night. When the Knicks won another one, he put up 40 in that win, and he was named to an All Star game. So the crowd was chanting MVP. He's on his way to an All Star, and we got it was really cool. Amber, it was really. We got the tears. We got the tears on the court from Jalen Brunson in the moment that we wanted. Speaking of the Knicks, tune into NBA action tomorrow night as the Knicks host the Lakers, presented by Indeed. That coverage will be right here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, starting. At eight p.m. Eastern, so nine straight—a big win, a big night, an emotional night for Jalen Brunson.
4: Jalen, that looked like a prize fight. How did that feel? Mm. That was fun. That was. was no, The night started with you being named to your first All-Star game. Just talk about the journey you've been on, and how it has reached this point now, where you're on the Garden floor, hearing MVP chants, and you're going to the All-Star game. I mean.
0: I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say.
4: All right, then talk about your teammates, because I know you will. You guys are shorthanded playing this game. This is a tough game. This is a big Eastern Conference game. What did you see out of this group? We're mainly seven guys played, but yet fought back from down 15 to win.
3: So we kept fighting, man. I mean, no matter what, we're gonna keep fighting. That's what we do. Don't keep fighting every single night. That's what we do, especially here, man. This place is unbelievable, especially here. Tough spot for Allen on there. funny when you said,
1: oh, exactly. That. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I hear the bite because he says, I got nothing to say, Tough I got spot. nothing to say.
3: Oh, well, I need you to say something because so I got the producers, well. <laughs> I got the producer in my yeah. ear telling me I need to kill another 30 seconds before they're ready for me to throw it back to them. So, Jalen, can we please talk about your teammates? Go.
1: Say something, anything, Jalen. What did you have for breakfast? I'm going to need you to say something. Alan Hahn, though, certainly handled that moment well. Jalen Brunson, obviously emotional. Apparently, maybe a little bit sheepish about the fact that he was emotional. So that's why he didn't want to continue down the path of talking about it.
3: It's such a good look, though, for Jalen Brunson. Like, all of it, because he clearly does... Like, he's overcome with the emotion that the Garden crowd is pouring on him, and they're chanting MVP, and he was named an All-Star for the first time in his career earlier that night. And this is, like Alan Hahn said there in the previous clip from Greeny this morning, that it's the best Knicks team he's covered. I I think they're, without question, the second-best team in the Eastern Conference. I think they're a championship contender. and 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 part of why I do, I do – And I hate having to say it because, man, they do not get – the Knicks don't get any love in the Zaslow Mansion. But I got to be fair, you know. I think they are the second-best team in the Eastern Conference. They are tough. They are physical. They are nasty. They rebound. They crushed Indiana on the glass last night. They didn't play a good offensive game, but they crushed them on the glass. They're doing it, obviously, last night. Julius Randle is going to be out for a couple weeks. OG Ananobi didn't play last night either. But Jalen Brunson, it's so hard, Amber, especially in that sport. When you sign a free agent, you're always going to overpay. That's how free agency works. You always have to overpay to land a guy in free agency. And they gave Jalen Brunson a lot of money coming off of a really good season with the Dallas Mavericks. He was a second-round pick there for the Mavericks. They gave him a lot of money. And you remember the conversation was, okay, wow, that's a lot of money for Jalen Brunson, but who's going to be the number one guy that you go out there and sign? And this dude is their number one guy. Like, he was a grand slam signing, and for a franchise whose fan base thinks that every big free agent is always going to sign with the New York Knicks, and they never get any of them, the guy that they got, who, who has been by far their best free agent signing, and I mean, we're talking at least a couple decades. It's that guy. It's Jalen Brunson. It's a really, really cool story. And he he clearly loves playing there. And he's super humble. And they love him. It's, it's a perfect team for that city. It really is. And they remind me a lot of those late 90s Knicks teams that that city loves.
1: The New York Knicks don't get the big free agent unless – that free agent's dad coaches for the team.
3: <laughs> That's what I think. Well, the no, it plays is. a role. You're right, it plays a part. There's a connection there. And 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 they like the Knicks were super confident the whole time that they were going to get him. Now, was it silly that the Mavericks didn't offer him a big contract extension in the middle of one of those seasons? Yeah really silly and then especially considering the money that the Mavericks decided to give Kyrie Irving when Jalen Brunson is 10 times the player Kyrie Irving is but yes that obviously plays a major role there's a connection with Rick Brunson Tom Thibodeau who was an assistant coach when Brunson was on those Knicks teams it's all connected all right so yeah it obviously helps but he has been so much better than maybe the Knicks knew but I like I feel like he's been so much better than anyone could have anticipated
1: only 27 years old as well so who are you demoting then in the east because you said that they're the second best team in the east we just saw the celtics lose to a lakers team that didn't even have lebron or anthony davis playing for it the bucks have been a bit of a mess they've got a new coach is that pairing between Giannis and dame going to work so who are you demoting there who is the best team in the east if and who falls boston's
3: boston's the best team in the east but I'm not exactly going out on a limb here. Like, if you want to go by the standings, New York's a half game back of number two in the Eastern Conference. It's not too big right. of a limb that I'm going out on. But I legitimately but you're think you're saying the
1: they're Knicks- better than the
3: Bucs then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely th- – The Bucs are so talented that they're going to win a lot of regular season games based on being so talented. They don't even have to be a great team. Amber, they're awful defensively. But they're so talented that mm-hmm. in a regular season – you play a lot of bad teams, they're going to win a lot of games. The Knicks are better than the Bucks right now. The Knicks are better than Philadelphia. Even if Embiid's healthy, I like the Knicks. They're better than Cleveland. They're better than Indiana. right? Now. And look, would I love to see a Miami-New York Knicks uh, two yeah. years in a row against a Knicks team that feels like one of those Knicks teams from the late 90s? Woo! I mean, it's like you're whispering sweet nothings into my ear. I would love that. But, yes, I think I the mean, Knicks I are I the second-best team. get a little team. bit
1: better – before I start wishing for that uh, type of thing. Uh, I'm going to need the Heat to, you know, just stay on this trajectory of, like, we do like to win games. After all, that would be nice. Uh, right now, I won't put Miami on New York's level. So, uh, right now, I don't know how that matchup would go. But, yeah, the Knicks look like a good team. I think there's some element, which isn't fair, of it's the Knicks. And so, are we accepting this as being legitimate or expect- They're 32 accepting 32 and something-
3: 17. I know, and I'm seeing
1: it. I'm seeing it, and it is really hard to ignore, and it's really hard when Julius Randle's out for two to three weeks with a dislocated shoulder, and they're able to get it done without him, and you're right, that front office obviously deserves a lot of credit for the position that they put themselves in, and oh, by the way, they still have about a million draft picks if they wanted to try to improve in any way Yeah, and if Rich
3: Paul didn't come out and say the Lakers aren't trading LeBron, I may think they'd make a play, but Rich Paul told us.
1: Stephen A. Smith did all the campaigning he possibly could on first take today. Apparently, it fell on deaf ears. Coming up next, if Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl, does it automatically put him in the top tier of quarterbacks?
4: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Splash! Shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Rarely has a quarterback had the early success that Brock Purdy has had in his career... And there have been more weirdness around the narrative surrounding Brock Purdy, especially when we consider quarterbacks that came into the league without any hype whatsoever at all. Brock Purdy, the last overall pick. We all know the story. We should all be behind him. The story should be one of the best stories in America. And and yet, people are kind of strange about Brock Purdy and the success of Brock Purdy and having a hard time buying into Brock Purdy. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. But I actually heard another type of conversation today, Zaslo, across our network where the question was posed, is Brock Purdy an elite quarterback if he wins the Super Bowl? Does that catapult him into the elite tiers? Now we've kind of gone from everyone hating on Brock Purdy to now is he one of the most elite quarterbacks in the NFL? Let's first hear Damian Woody's answer, ESPN's NFL analyst from Get Up.
0: If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck, period. You know, it's like as much as people want to try to hold this man back, pull him back, try to pull him back down like crabs in a barrel, the numbers like and the an numbers arrow. and his performance would bear it out. I mean, we're talking about a guy in Brock Purdy who's putting up numbers and his name is, is alongside Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Joe Cool. when your name is associated with Joe Cool with the San Francisco 49ers organization, you are doing something on a whole different level. The only reason we're having this conversation is because Brock Purdy was drafted where he was drafted. If Brock Purdy was a first-round pick, we would be throwing a lot more adulation on Brock Purdy, but he is not, and we... He, we in the media always feel like he still has something to prove. But if he goes out there and beat Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl, what more does he have to say?
1: Joe Montana, the four-time Super Bowl champ, was on the Pat McAfee show today. He also talked about the criticism surrounding Brock Purdy.
4: He hasn't had the chance to work with other receivers, and I think that's that's not a negative on him. It's just that people haven't seen him do that yet. I mean, obviously, there was some reason... That um, that the 49ers liked him to be able to take him last in the draft, the things that they saw on tape, and I I don't think it's, it'll matter who who's out there. He's right now he's fortunate because he's got some he's got some pretty good studs out there that can give him the ball and hey they can go the distance and nothing wrong with that. Everybody's had those in their lifetime, so that give you know I I don't even think about that twice. I just think that it's a plus for him.
1: To Joe Montana's point, we haven't seen him do it outside of the system, so maybe he's a system quarterback, but I guess my opinion is, who cares? Like, Why do I need him to prove that he's anything other than great in that system? Why do I need to see him with other receivers or see him in a different system or see him with a different running back? Who the hell cares? All you need him to do is be the best quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, and that's who he's been over the last two seasons.
3: Yeah, I hate the argument that he's only doing this because of the system he's in or because of the talent around him. I understand the last time that the 49ers were in the Super Bowl a few years ago against the Chiefs that Jimmy Garoppolo did take them there. But Jimmy Garoppolo was not doing what Brock Purdy has done these last couple seasons. They spent the number three overall pick in the draft and used a lot of draft capital to get Trey Lance – and they were going to give him, you would think they'd give him a 1,000 opportunities to prove that they were right to trade up for him, and Kyle Shanahan, who likely knows a thing or two, decided to straight-up move on from him for the third-string quarterback in Brock Purdy. So I, I don't agree with he's only doing it because of the guys that are around him. He's the one who's actually doing it. The Montana comparison, I can't get down with because it's a different game. Than when Montana was playing for the 49ers, it's a pass-heavy league. It's a the numbers are all so different, so skewed today. You know, there are middle-of-the-road quarterbacks who, if you look statistically, yeah. are all putting up better numbers than, than Joe Montana. Montana. Yeah, all right, super. so and, and Joe Montana was not a gunslinger either. You know that right. that wasn't Joe Montana's game. So I, I don't buy the whole he's better than these numbers are better than Montana. That's all completely skewed. But the part that I think is especially bothersome is all these teams, all these evaluators, they were wrong about Brock Purdy. That's why the 49ers, by the way, were wrong about him also. Because if they knew about him, they would have taken him in the first round instead of the last pick in the seventh round. So they were wrong also. But because all of these teams, all these evaluators whose job it is to get this thing right, they were all wrong about Brock Purdy. And because all of these people were wrong about him, we still have to put him down that he's not good enough. Like, that's part of it. All the people on television, too, they didn't know that Brock Purdy was going to be anything. Nope, you know, you go look at all the mock drafts and all that. Nobody had Brock Purdy worth anything going into the draft. So because everyone was wrong... He can't actually be that good. It has to be because of all the pieces around him. Because otherwise, I'd be so wrong. When the fact of the matter is, we were all wrong.
1: I think that's part of it. I do think, though, that this idea that he becomes an elite quarterback if he wins the Super Bowl is way going the other direction, right? So like, a, I don't that think questions need, too simple, a way though. Over, that, that's a way overreaction. Is he an elite quarterback if he wins the Super? No, no, that's not what makes him. What if they
3: win six three? Like, it's too simple yeah. of
1: a question Well, it's it's too simple of a question but also even if they win 42 to 7 like I don't I don't really care what the final score is it's a Super Bowl the thing is with Brock Purdy is we've seen him for 26 career starts he is only the fourth quarterback over the last 20 seasons to start a quarterback with fewer than 30 career starts as he enters this game the previous three have all lost including the last two who've done it with the San Francisco 49ers Experience does tend to matter in a Super Bowl. But even if he overcomes it, it doesn't overcome the fact it will be his 27th career start. And that's all I've seen him play in the National Football League. Am I going to catapult him into the top tier of quarterbacks after 27 starts? No. I mean, he might be. He's great, right? Like, C.J. Stroud is great. He just had a hell of a rookie season i'm not ready to put him at the same level as patrick mahomes i need to see more of it it's not even an insult it's just that you kind of have to prove it to me and prove it to me some more i felt like with jalen hurts for example this past season he had a great season it was a great season for the eagles he finds himself in a super bowl everybody was ready to crown jalen as Mm -hmm. the next you know as the patrick mahomes tier of quarterbacks And you can see it, but if you looked at the rest of the body of work, by the way, if you looked at the rest of his career, the last season seemed like an anomaly. And then you saw it this season. season. And you saw it this season. It wasn't nearly as good. And I'm not saying Jalen Hurts isn't a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I actually believe that through and through. But I also don't think that he deserves yet to be in the very top, top tier. I just think we're so quick off of small snippets of sample size to want to thrust people into that and why can't we just let people be good or even let people be great without having to make them the greatest and I feel like that's what we're constantly doing and I think when we do that prematurely to guys then also there's a backlash of unnecessarily tearing them down which I think has happened a bit with Brock Purdy we thrust him into the MVP conversation earlier in the season which was stupid and then the pendulum swung the other way and now everybody wants to discredit him which is also stupid
3: but those are two different things though being in the mvp conversation and is he as good as all those other quarterbacks in the mvp conversation like those are two different things otherwise michael jordan would have won the mvp every single year that he played in the nba he was always the best but But sometimes other guys are going to be most valuable no, but at, one, but at one point, and it was specifically going into the Baltimore-San Francisco game and, you know, the, the Ravens killed them, like going into that game, it was a conversation.
1: But this, but this is what I mean about having these conversations prematurely. And then he hits the skid in the well, season and all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, well, that was too soon. But I think it's those premature conversations that lead to some of the backlash, the unnecessary backlash, because anyway you slice it, Brock Birdie so far has had a heck of a career here in the NFL.
3: Well, and and here's also what's going to be unfair to Brock Purdy if slash when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl next week, Brock Purdy is going to lose the game next week, and you're going to have a lot of I told you so when that's coming as a result of losing to Patrick Mahomes. Right. It's kind of not. It's kind of a high bar you're setting for the second-year quarterback who also was selected in the last pick of the draft.
1: But if he Pretty does beat. If he does beat Patrick Mahomes, I'm also not going to say he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Even if he no, looks better no, in that game, no, like Jalen no had a better to. game in the Super Bowl than than Patrick Mahomes, right? Even though yeah. the Chiefs won last Super Bowl, even if that happens here with Brock and he has a a better game than Patrick Mahomes, I, I there's no part of me that's trying to catapult Brock Purdy <laughs> above Patrick Mahomes. For no, but me, it's inconsequential, frankly, what happens on Sunday oh, from that really? perspective. Yes, from that perspective it is. I mean, he's not there's nothing t- for me that Brock Purdy can do on Sunday. That's making on next Sunday. That's making I mean, he was amazing in the Mahomes second.
3: To me. He was amazing in the second half against Detroit. He led them back. What if he does the exact same thing in the Super Bowl? That's a Still big not deal. Patrick
1: Mahomes. He's no, no, great, no. No, I'm talking about, season. about that. And and no that's one's what putting I'm ta- ahead of Patrick that's what Mahomes. I mean though with the elite quarterback talk. Like still great Great season, excellent Super Bowl, obviously very bright future. 49ers should feel really good about it. He's going to end up getting the bag. It's a really cool story. But also, I'm not yet going to make him the very top tier of quarterbacks that like two or three guys are in that tier in the NFL. Coming up next, the most important Super Bowl preview segment you will hear will tell you what Taylor Swift's Super Bowl Sunday is going to look like. There's money on the line. That's next, ESPN Radio.
2: Travis Kelsey has quieted all the
1: haters. Taylor Swift also throughout her entire career has quieted all the haters as well. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. You find him at Zaslow show. You find me, Amber Wilson, at Amber W Sports. So there are, Zaslow, a bunch of Taylor Swift prop bets yeah. out there in the betting world. We discussed one earlier the, is Travis Kelsey going to propose to Taylor Swift at Super Bowl 58. Very
3: romantic.
1: There's nothing romantic about that. That'd be tacky as hell. I don't I, you and I have we spent so many years on local radio in Miami together and you would always bulk against the game proposal anytime it happened at any of the games in the Miami market. I don't hate that. I don't have that sort of thing. As a woman, I used to, when I was a little girl, because I was such a sports fan and football was life, football was my first love, I used to dr- think that would be the way I'd want to get proposed to. Like, that would be so cool. Now, given, like, th- I felt very differently about it by the time I actually got to an age where I wanted to get married, but
3: you wanted like, to be time at, in my on life
1: the, I thought it sounded cool.
3: You wanted to be on the field, at the swamp, you were looking one way, Danny yes. Werfel's over there, and then behind you... <laughs> You had you had a, a young boyfriend who was on <laughs> yes. his knee in the end zone proposing to you with all the 100%. orange and blue in the crowd. That's that's yeah, what you. That roses. was your dream.
1: Everybody cheers. That was my yeah. dream. Once upon a time, uh, it did not happen the way I actually got proposed to. Ended up being a little bit better, but also a lot later in life. So I don't have a problem with young people if they want to get engaged. However, they want to get engaged. This situation. I think would be particularly tacky <laughs> if, if in fact Travis Kelsey was proposed to, t- to Taylor. So they win. Season. She's
3: on the field. You got the cameras all around them and then he just has to be
1: when he wins, right? What the hell he do you gets, do if he loses?
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they win and he just, he gets down on that knee or maybe, maybe it's at the podium. They got the podium set up on the field and, on the podium, he gets on that knee, and he's like,
1: accepting the "Taylor, award, will you
3: will you come on up here, please?" and and it's a whole <laughs> thing. It's it's so beautiful, and and everyone so loves I it.
1: I don't know who's betting that that's going to happen, but there are also all sorts of things that can happen. Our producer Tara, filling in for James Steele tonight, she's going to go through some of these prop bets that are circulating like out there for us with Taylor Swift. Tara,
3: I like it.
5: By the way, I just have to bring up, does anyone else remember when Carlos Correa proposed to his now wife after the Astros won the World Series in 2017?
1: Oh, I forgot
5: well, yeah, and, about and how that. about
3: after Boise State many years ago won the Orange Bowl? You had the running back who proposed one. to his cheerleader girlfriend in the end zone. It happens.
1: I it's going to happen next cool week, too. cool, though. Like, I think that's slightly different than here. That's what I'm saying. I am not against all in-game proposals, even with people who've played in the games, particularly, like, there with the college athlete, whatever. But here it would it would be a weird way to propose to Taylor Swift out of all people.
5: <laughs> okay, so to start, ESPN Bet is offering several Swift-themed Ooh. props, including okay. Swift Action, which is for a touchdown scored in the first 2 minutes, Taylor's Taylor's husband, which is Kyle Yusek to score a touchdown, and MVP Swift well, Swelcy. I don't know. How, I don't know how people pronounce that. Taylor's which is Taylor's Kelsey husband. I like that. to win Super Bowl MVP. And bet has an entire section dedicated to Kelsey themed props. Also, though, bet. U.S. Oh, wow. has the Taylor Swift themed props that we're going to take a look at tonight, because at BetUS, you can actually bet on will Taylor Swift win album of the year at the Grammys And then Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown in Super Bowl 8. Whoa.
1: So both of those things have to happen.
5: Both of those things have to happen, yes or no. I I think it's a decent Uh, bet. I think think that's that's a hot
3: parlay right there. I go, yes. I don't think that's
1: crazy at all. I I, I don't know. See, I don't pay much attention to the Grammys. I have no idea what other albums are competing with our album. I will say, I am not a Swifty at all. And even I thought this album was pretty fire.
5: You can also bet on how many times will Taylor Swift be shown on camera during the Super Bowl with the over-under set at five and a half times.
4: Ooh. I think I'm
1: I'm going over there. I'm going I think over she was too. Shown, I think she was only shown for 45 seconds in this last CBS broadcast, but I believe it was seven times total that she was shown. I don't have it in front of me, but if I recall, unless that was the game before, either way, it has been over five times certainly before with her. I
5: yeah, think I'm going, I'm going over.
3: over. I'm going over.
5: Who will be shown more during the Super Bowl 58 broadcast, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift or <laughs> Olivia Colpo, who is Christian McCaffrey's oh. fiance?
1: Yeah, um, and, and she's been getting some headlines uh, even today because there was this weird story out there that I guess I guess uh, CMC's mom said that they couldn't afford a suite or something and then Olivia Colpo Fair expensive came Vegas out. Called it fake news and said Happy birthday, Linda McCaffrey, and apparently purchased them a suite. So there you go. Apparently, she in fact can uh, afford a suite. Uh, I would say that this is an easy one, though that that is not going to be a hundred percent Taylor Swift, hundred like, percent. So I mean, which in any normal world, Olivia would get shown a lot too. Uh, beautiful woman. However, Taylor Swift a little bit more, a little bit.
5: More she'll get more.
3: shown she'll once, sure. like one time. She'll get shown.
1: Yeah. So here's the one I
5: think is the, probably the easiest one to bet on. What color lipstick will Taylor Swift wear at Super Bowl 58? Blue. Red or any uh, other color. It's red. It's red. It's red.
1: red. It's 100% red. red. Now, if you're Taylor Swift, do you consider betting and throwing the bet yourself by wearing whatever shade? Like, what stops Taylor Swift? I don't
5: think Taylor, Taylor Swift needs <laughs> that kind of money.
3: Well, you know what? what That's, a question, That's a good question, Amber. That's a good question. So. That's a good question, so let me add this, because people out there listening are probably like, what's stopping her from telling her friend who maybe is not wealthy, hey, I'm going to do this, you should place a million dollars. These prop bets, yeah, almost always, they have a betting limit. It's usually something around $500. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah.
1: forget that's the how, color. That's like, with, that's like the bets with wrestling, too, right? Don't they, they do yes. that with wrestling because it's pre
3: uh, Okay, pre- like you're yeah. fake, all right? Like Okay. <laughs>
5: So in addition to the color lipstick, you can also bet on what will be the primary color of Taylor Swift's top at Super Bowl 58. Red's the favorite,
1: followed by white. No, obviously it's going to be red.
3: It could be white, like though. Their going... colors are red and white. Could well, be well white. that's
1: true. She could go white with, like, a red jacket. I'm, it is it's Vegas, a though. Tough one. She doesn't really need a jacket in there. I guess it's still cold outside in the winter in Vegas. Depends how fast. I think she's. I'm going red. I'm going red. Zazo, I'm betting red. Will I am going white. Will
5: Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey be shown kissing after Super Bowl Ooh. 58 goes
1: final? It depends.
5: Well, I mean, I think they're going to
3: win, so I go yes. So I you're going
1: yes. yes. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers just because I don't want James Steele's team to win for no other reason. Frankly, it's probably a fool's errand to, to bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But because I'm taking the 49ers, because I'm hoping that's the result I get, then I'm going to say no. Because why would they kiss if they lose?
5: Not maybe, public, they'll br-
3: anyway. maybe they'll break up if they lose. Maybe he'll dump <laughs> no. her. What are the yeah. odds you on can, him dumping her? You
5: can bet on if she will be crying after the Super Bowl if they lose. What?
3: Because he dumped her.
5: No, just you can bet on if she'll be crying
1: because they lost. Oh, that would that would be a little too emotional. I'm hoping I don't see that level of emotion from her if they lose that. that, Right. That would be so that'd be a little much coming up next here on Amber and Ian will never be too much. LeBron James's agent says that he's staying in Los Angeles. What should his next move be?
3: That's next. ESPN Radio.